What's going on, man? You know where it is. It's Aaron the Trucking Guy. We on Trucking No Bullshit Podcast. We got a special guest with us today. We appreciate his time that he's donating to come over here and talk to us and kind of give us the rundown on what it's like to do some uh, RGN stuff, some hot shot stuff, and just be in the game, man. Very inspirational person, him and his dad, him and his family. Uh, inspiration to me, anyway. I love watching the journey and the, the genuineness and seeing y'all show everything, the struggles, the in the middles, you know, the whole nine. But anyway, go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, – who you are, where you at, man, what you got going on in, uh, in your background, if you wouldn't mind. What's going on, man? Um, hot shot, Benny. Um, I am 26 years old in the truck industry right now. Been in the truck industry for the past six years, going on six years. Start off in the hot shot. Um, the, I got into the hot shot through my dad. He was doing it before me. Um, I tapped into him because I was, you know, I was, I was a youngster. I, I didn't go to college. I didn't do nothing like that, you know, and I was going through a whole bunch of stuff with my girlfriend would not. And my dad said, hey, man, basically coming to the hot shot with me and stepped into the hot shot with him. And I figured I'd pick up a camera. I started recording some videos, got a little popularity off of it because hot shot was a thing. It was a niche. And we graduated to the semi when then we did flatbed for a little bit. Then we did step deck. And then I had the brilliant idea to go get an RGN. And then now here I am in the RGN, I think, five years later. Yeah, five years later. Nice, nice. That's that's the big step, bro. Like, me and you both started in the same industry. I don't know if you know that or know much about me with the fleet status. I know we kind of just linked up here recently this year, but I started in the hotshot game. And uh, oh, I, didn't I did know that, that for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I actually drove a hotshot truck for like three years before I got into getting out of it and getting the fleet and the whole nine yards. But um, I'm always gonna have kind of a soft spot for Hotshot because it's where I came from, you know, and it's what right. got me into the industry. But one of the questions I did want to ask too is, uh, is what inspired? And, and this is gonna be like a two part question because had your dad not got into it, you probably wouldn't have got into it, right? It's the way the universe works. So two part question: What inspired you to get into it? And obviously, maybe you probably gonna fall back on, hey, my dad was doing it, so I just you know that way. But whatever, I want to see your your perspective on that. But then if you wouldn't mind sharing, like, how your dad got into it or how y'all got into it all together. Okay, so overall, to answer that first question, I think even if my dad didn't get into trucking, I think I would eventually have found it. To go back to what I was talking about, um, I was working at Coca-Cola, and I was trying to apply to be the yard jockey. I was trying to get into the yard jockey position. And I always had an interest for just anything that was involving a steering wheel and pedals. You know what I mean? So... I think it would, I would eventually found it. Now, my dad, he was working for Publix, and he was like a real big. Um, I think he was like a supervisor or something like that. He, you know, he dealt. He was he was a big big dude on campus, and on the side as a hustle, he used to sell cars. He had a dealership license. He had a small dealership, actual location, and everything. He used to sell cars. So, these guys who were doing like delivering, let's say if you buy a car from up in New York or something, right? He would have them deliver to him, and he started realizing that, man, these guys are bringing these cars to me on these pickup trucks in these small little trailers. And that was his first glimpse of what transportation was. And eventually, over time, he quit his job, and he didn't want to do the car dealership no more, and he wanted to figure out what he wanted to do next. And he said, hey, man, let me go. Let me go take a shot at this hot shot thing. I never, I never, I didn't know you could carry a flatbed. I just knew the car haulers. So he went for the hot shot. But like most people do, he didn't go out there and go do it himself. He bought his, he got his CDL, took the course, got all this stuff right. But he put a driver in the truck. The driver was on the road the first day. The driver broke down in t up on Tennessee Mountain because he got an old truck, an old trailer. He broke down the very first day. So I had to call off work, pick up my dad, and take my dad all the way up to Tennessee. And then my dad basically st stayed with the driver, and they did that trip together. And that was his first taste of it. Um, then he realized that, you know, I was paying, I was paying the driver too much. So he said, you know, I'm gonna do it myself. So he did it himself. Come along a year or two later, um, the same though, in that, in that moment I was in a relationship. I was, I went through a horrible breakup, you know, you know, me being young and, you know, not really experiencing life all the way yet. I went through a terrible breakup. Um, it tore me up inside cause I just felt like, you know, I didn't, I haven't experienced the world yet. You know what I mean? So I was just really in a strong depression. And I got in the truck with my dad. I quit my job, got in the truck with my dad. I said, man, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be with you. And I guess a year goes by. I mean, I'm getting training. I mean, I'm getting front seat access to, you know, securement, um, all different things like that. 
Um, what else? Uh, you know, he's teaching me how to drive along the way. You know, when we go to truck stops, you know, we're backing up. I'm getting practice and stuff like that. And eventually, I go get my CDL. I get my own truck. And then, boom, I'm in trucking. And from there on, I just fell in love with it because, you know, it brought me out of that depression and made me into who I am now. And like you said before, I take a lot of – I have a lot of, um, I guess, a soft spot for, for Hasha. I have a real strong soft spot for it. So I know a lot of people say, if you would start over with you started in Hasha, I will always go back and start – and a hot shot if I had to start everything all over. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, they're like, you know, a lot of guys call me and they'll be like, man, I'm done with hot shot, you know, screw hot shot, this, that, whatever. And I'm like, man, don't sleep on hot shot because that's how that's half my fleet. And and I'm always gonna be recruiting hot shot guys and, and, and growing a hot shot business. I wish it didn't have some of the, the limitations, the biggest one being that the DOT's always got a target on your back and they don't have that on semis, but you it's just part of the game you gotta deal with, you know. Uh, that's funny though that you said car lot because that's actually was our background too was construction but i had a car dealership for like the last 10 years i actually just closed it when covid happened because we just couldn't buy the cars at the auctions and stuff and get them a good deal on them so we closed it but i even had one here i've been in florida about six years and i've had one here and back home for we had one about 10 years back home and about three or four years here but uh, it's funny that's kind of the same kind of concept i was in construction and I was working on somebody's house in the wintertime, you know, work gets real slow up north because you can't do much because of the weather. So every, and everybody's staying inside, staying warm. So I was working on a guy's house who was doing hot shot. And I had a dually already, a couple of them actually pulling my dump trailers because I specialized in roofing. And uh, we do the pull-offs in the dump trailers. And he, I was telling him I was slow. He's like, I want you to do what I do. You got the trucks. Let's go get a trailer. And I was like, hmm, I'll look into that, you know, and that's kind of serendipity happened what happened, you know. Yeah, it kind of just falls into your lap, man, honestly. It just falls into your lap like that, man. So so your dad just went full throttle, or has he still got the same businesses and stuff, or he just went full into trucking? He just went full into trucking, full into trucking. So both of y'all just dumped what you had, went all the way in, burned the yes, bridge, full blast. Now look yes, at you. you guys is balling in it now, man. I yeah. love it. Y'all are inspirational, man, to me. for I know for a lot of people, man. And you Even to come out of you know the YouTube stuff and, 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 and the, the TikTok stuff and everything, you really hit that hard. And that, that takes like, when we were talking at, uh, when we met up at Matt's, you were like, I was like, man, give me some advice. Cause I'm not on that level yet. I've been doing it a long time, oddly enough, but I haven't had anything hit. And it's like, right. you were like, man, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to do those videos when you're not comfortable, when you, you're doing something you want to do different, you know? Yeah. You I was really there. Doing do something. <laughs> I was there doing a video that I wasn't comfortable with. I had to be in front of everybody and just put on hot shot Benny and, be energetic and stuff, but I just wasn't used to that. I just that was a whole different level of um getting out of my comfort zone for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that really is the key to to um you know just just growing on social media. Or just, if you want to grow on social media, just yeah, connect with somebody. You know what I mean? There's that I always tell people there's a million followers or a million subscribers for every single person out there. Yeah, that's the way I see it too. It's just you know even when I first started being shy making the videos, I talked about the same thing with Alex Toe Piglet and a lot of guys that I've had on the podcast. And they're like, man, when I first started, I think Alex even told me he was like, I didn't even show my face for like the first month video. And I did like like 20 some videos and didn't show my face because I was nervous. And you jumped into it and you I, I can tell when you started to now it's totally different. And it's like I think you got to get those first hundred videos or whatever out your system and then you just don't care. You're like, I don't even care if I got that booger, whatever, man. I'm good, you know, you know, so to kind of circle back to that. um. Can you kind of throw out there? So we kind of talked about how y'all got into it. Can you throw out like one of your biggest challenges thus far? Because you guys been in the game now a little minute. It ain't been, you know, overnight. Y'all, been, I've, yeah. I've, been, I've been probably following y'all for, man, I don't know. I bet you ever been it since like COVID range. I think is when I like found y'all on TikTok or something. So you've been grinding it out all the way to this, you know, the big boy stuff now. But what, uh, what's been the big challenges that you had? Uh, just one big scenario. Big challenges that we've had. Um, what is one of the biggest challenges we had? Uh, um, I guess I guess when it comes to finding the right equipment, like the you know moving to the ne- like making the next step. So you know we've we've grown so fast from hot shot to flatbed to step deck to RGN, and going from pickup truck to semi, it's always been the the most challenging part is always deciding on what we should go get next do we even need it right now um the rgm was a big challenge because it was like three months four months of us going back and forth about what we should get 
what we should be trying to get, getting information. So I think our biggest challenge in the company with me and my dad has always been the next step. Like, what is the next growth step? Should we even grow right now? Should we just wait another six months and then do something else? That's always been our biggest challenge. Anything else that comes with it, like the dispatching or the driving or all that stuff comes naturally because we love what we do. Um, the business side comes naturally because my girlfriend, she loves what she does. So all that back off and stuff is kind of natural. But the, the hardest decisions has been like, what's next? You know, like, because we, enough is never going to be enough for us. I, I tapped into the RG and now I'm not going to lie to you. I'm already looking at 13 axles. I'm already trying to learn how much, you know, how much they're going to cost. You know, which one should I get? Should I go used? Yeah. Should I go old? Or I mean, should I go new? You know, um, is it worth it going new? Am I going to be able to get the work? So enough sometimes is never enough for me. And it's, it's sad to say, like, I got the silos now. I'm doing the silos. And I'm like, okay, I did the silos. When am I going to get something else now? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's cool. I'm still doing them. But I, and I appreciate them. I still want them. But it's like, my mind is like, it's always evolution, 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 evolution. So that's been my biggest challenge is figuring out what step to go to next or should I even go at all? Yeah, that is definitely one thing that I love about y'all, man. And it seems like you and your dad, man, are meticulous uh, about thinking out the plan and really looking at it from all angles and not... And not over leveraging yourself and not jumping into something that you can't handle, you know, it's, and even like we're talking with your dad and he was just like, you know, patience. It seems like that's what we got to have to do this the right way yep. is patience. And that, and that, that kind of reminded myself of like, because I almost put myself out of business. Like, I can't even tell you how many times, man, a hundred just trying to move too fit, too quick, one to grow, one to grow, one to get more trucks, one to, you know, buy more trucks, buy more trailers, do this. And, and there's just no and I talk about this all the time, too. And I'm sure you've heard it because you're out there talking to the guys in the truck stops, the older cats, you know, at, at the mats and stuff that have fleets. And I've asked every one of them when I go to these conferences and seminars and stuff, insurance deals. You know, I asked the guys that have three, four, five hundred trucks, man, what's it take to be at that level? And every single one of them, man, tells me it takes time. There is no shortcut. It just takes time doing if you do the right things long enough. It takes 30, 40 years and you'll have the 500 trucks. None of these guys are overnight successes. Every one of us been in the game 20, 30 yep. years, you know. And that's yep. what nobody wants to hear. Everybody wants the quick sauce right now. What's the magic pill I can take to be a big trucking guru? And it just don't work, you know? Yep. What uh what are some key lessons? And I know we've all learned. I mean, man, we can sit here all day talking about what are some key lessons that y'all have taken away that uh over over the last two or three years, y'all just getting into the game really heavy on the on the going into semis and things like that. What are the key takeaways, like three of them, if you wouldn't mind? That you can really remember, like where's DOT compliance, finance, maintenance in the truck. Um, there's three takeaways really that are key lessons that you have to implement or that you'd recommend, you know, whoever's looking at this to be like, okay, I gotta do that. Okay. Um key one key lesson is learn your equipment. I think learning your equipment. I mean, at the end of the day, you're if you're if you're doing trucking. And you have a trucking company, you have to learn your equipment, meaning not just how they operate and what they're used for, whatever, how to maintain them, um, how to keep up with them. Like, what's the breaking point? You know, are you, if you're if you got a hot shot trailer, do you need to be putting the max payload on that trailer? Um, learning how to weight dist uh, distribute the weight on your trailer, you know, stuff like that. Those things can take you a long way because a lot of people make fun of big techs when I had my big techs, but my big techs never gave me any issues. A lot of yeah. people say, man, Diamond C is the way to go. Diamond C is the way to go. It can handle all the weight. On my big techs, I put probably no more than 13,000 pounds on my big techs, and my big techs sold it like it was brand spanking new. All you had to yeah. do was get a new paint job on it. So that's definitely one. Um, two is save and spend your money, meaning you gotta you, you, you don't need to be going out there buying shoes, Jordans, a whole bunch of nice clothes because you got $10,000, $20,000 sitting in the bank. Oh, I can go do this. Let me go party a little bit. Um, if anything, you know, you need to spend a lot of that money back into your business. You know what I mean? Stock up on new equipment, stock up on stuff that you know is going to go bad down the line. Um, you know, just, just spending your money in that way, you got to put all your money back into the business. Pay yourself and put it back into the business. And another third takeaway or lesson I would say that we have definitely learned is... Um, What's another third one? I mean, those are the two major ones that I really know off the top of my dome. The third one is, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you got a good third one? I mean, man, I don't I know. Really I mean, I would say, I would say just, you know, to, to reiterate what you said, man, is know your equipment, 
And uh, I'll give you a quick story. I talked to an old man one time uh, sitting. You know how it is, man. You sit down at the at the truck stop diner and there'll be an old guy pull up. What's up, youngster? This, that, whatever, you know. And uh, he told me we got that. We sat there and talked for like three hours, man. And I used to love those conversations talking to the old heads out there. But he was like, listen, you know, you're going to need an alternator. Buy one now. Put it under the bunk. You You know what I mean? He said, you know, you finna need tires next year. Go ahead and buy them now. Have them at the house. When you go back in and, and you know how much life you got left in your tires, just change them all. You know what I mean? Yep. And he told me, hey, man, you know you're going to need a starter. Starters aren't expensive. Rather than trying to get one on the road and do this and that in the middle of the night when it went down and had some guy come out, you know, put the starter under the bunk in the bed. And, and when they come out, I got the part right here. Just put it on. You know, and then when right. that one, get it, get you another one because those are com- consumable parts that go bad all the time. And it just just stuff like that. And he, he'd been out there like 45 years, man. And he was telling me, you know, the, the where to put your money. And he had an old Freightliner Cascadia said he's had, you know, 30 trucks and he always Detroit's. And he was a big Detroit guy. And he was like, listen, man, you buy your Detroit, it might use a little oil, but that thing will run forever. And you have less breakdowns, parts is cheaper. He was trying to convince me to go Freightliner. I've always been a more of a caterpillar, you know, Cummins type of guy. But Detroit's are awesome too. But that right there, I think, is just, you know, the old guys are always going to tell you, think ahead, like you just said. Know your numbers, yeah. know your equipment, and, and 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 meticulously think ahead and plan out your plan and be patient. Yep. Um, you know, I, I know you and your dad are kind of in it together. I don't, I mean, we don't really know the structure of business partners, who's over, but whatever, dad's in charge. I don't know. But anyway, what do you, where, how do y'all approach decision making? Like, maybe uh. you specifically, like, <laughs> I know he went out and got the new truck, right? So, and you made a video or a comment or something like, so I had to go get something. I, I was inspired, right? So you went and got the, the RG or y'all went and got the RG and however it happened. But what, uh, how do you approach decision-making? How do, how, what, what makes Hotshot Benny or, or dad go, okay, you know, we want to do some shit and we, we finna go do this. We, this looks like it's, it's going to work. And then you sit down and do the, what, how do you approach decision-making? Like what, what goes through y'all's head and how do you get to that point? So it's funny because like some we were just talking about this yesterday. I'm like, Dad, you gotta like sometimes just listen to me when it comes to certain things because I'm hard headed, he's hard headed. But at the same time, um, can he hold on? Let's see if this guy can make this turn. He's about to hit my truck. Boom, he's got it. Um, just the other day, he was so. For instance, let's take an example. When he wanted a new truck, that was a decision that we both knew we both had to make together. Um. Because the truck that he had prior, it was that was a whole ordeal with the mechanic maintenance shop that we took it to. Like it was a whole issue where we spent like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars on that that we did not need to spend. Um, it was off of a simple main rear seal leak, and we had to spend fourteen thousand dollars. And we didn't trust to take the truck back on the road. That truck's still sitting in my backyard right now in my dad's backyard. So we were like, "Hey, man, look, we're gonna need to go get a new truck." So. Um, I was like, well, you know, if you're going to get a new truck in my head, like I told, uh, on the Asian, my show, I saw down the line that if he goes back to the step, if he goes back to the hot shot and I go back to the step deck, is it going to last? You know? So he was like, okay, you got to go get a new truck. But with him getting a new truck, I'm like, yo, but both of us going to be in the step deck doing partials. Is that really going to be, you know, two, three years down the line? Cause you're going to take on a whole new big bill, like $90,000 bills that going to really work out. So when the decision-making comes together, it's always me and him together. It's never always him by himself. Now, if it's small stuff like, um, like for instance, he doesn't even know it yet until he knows it, I bought a chair for my truck. You know what I mean? So small stuff like that, like a, I bought like a $1,200, it's a Bostrom chair. You know, things like that. Those are decisions that you can make on your own. But when it comes to big purchases like that, um, we always come to collective as a, as a group, as a whole, me, him, and my girlfriend, Jade, about, okay, does this make sense for us to do right now? Um, so the truck... We, we, we both made a decision on that. That took about four weeks to make that decision because I had to go look at it. He had to go look at it. I had to drive it. He had to drive it. And then he went there by himself with the maintenance man, our mechanic, and he had to go look at it. And then I said maintenance man, but mechanic. And then I went up there with the mechanic and looked at it. It was like, okay, let's, do, let's go with this one. And then the RGN, that took, that was like six months, man. I ain't gonna lie. That was a very long time. That was a very yeah. long time. But that was just us collectively together as a group, me and him, you know, we just, me and him feed off each other. You know what I mean? There's no, he's higher than me, I'm higher than him. It's like, hey, son, what do you think is better? Hey, dad, what do you think is better? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it seems like y'all kind of have agreed to come together as a unit and just be like, look, we're we going to bounce ideas off each other 
to grow this thing and, and to what it needs to be. You know, maybe the son's got the, the, the social media and the online expertise and he's out here grinding, putting in the work. But the dad also got a, a good bit of the, 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 the patience mindset, the old school thought. And that's one thing I love. I've seen him out here. He ain't afraid to come. Uh, it was something I seen. I think he was going like wide or something, doing some chain, uh, you know, throwing the, hat, the bigger chains and stuff and just kind of, you know, talking or meeting up. And that kind of like insight, he's willing to go look at every little detail of what this really takes before making decisions. And it seems like you do the same thing, too. Both of y'all are very meticulous and like, OK, we're going to really look at this and see who's really doing stuff and, and, and get an up close personal magnifying glass on it before we jump in. And I like that. Right. That's that's how you stay in the game, you know. Yep. Um, so one thing I did want to ask is what uh, and this side, a side note to that. Is you, you say your girl, your wife, or whatever went and got a, a or was going to school for like logistics management or something like that. So what? Yeah, that's awesome that you guys are going to have that leg of it too. You know, going to build the business and it looks like y'all really long vision, long term thinking this thing. You know, yeah, so I can see y'all really being earlier. Going back, go back to what you said earlier. Sorry to cut you off. Was when you talk to those guys who got hundreds of trucks, you ask them how did they get there. It's all about time. You know, mm -hmm. who knows what 10 to 15 years from now, when my girlfriend has finally fully got her foot in project management and she's in some type of, um, let's say they're building a new Google building or something. You know what I mean? They need trucks to haul some of the equipment. Right. I got the company. You know what I mean? 10 years from now, I should, ha I should have more than 20, 30 trucks underneath my belt, 20, um, you know, 10, 15 years from now. So, yeah, that's we, we do think long term. We definitely do think long term. Yeah, I love that, man. That's why the inspiration is there. Plus, y'all show the downs, the ups, everything in the middle, the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? Um, could you recommend any uh, books, um, podcasts, people you follow, look up to that, uh, uh, you know, that really got you into that uh, that mindset? It don't have to be trucking specific, but stuff that puts you in a motivational state of mind, stuff that really you get, you know, get you going and, and that you would recommend to people to do the same. I know you said you kind of came out of a depression at some point. But in, and truck and help you through that. But do you follow certain people or influences, celebrities, whatever that kind of put you in that mindset to to do business and and do better in um, life and build a business and career? I got something for everybody who watches this, um, and maybe even you. Um, so I listened to Fifty Cent when he when he wrote his book. It was. Um, Bro, I what hope you it? read his. I hope you read his new book, bro. That's my guy right there. I, I haven't. I, if he if he has a new if he has a new new book, I haven't read that one. But it was a book that I read about a couple years ago, and he just came out with it. And we read the book, and we also listened to the audible while we we're in the truck driving the hot shot. Yeah, my dad together. Um, that got me really motivated. And after that, after I read and listened to that book, I say mostly listen to it because I read like the first couple chapters, and then um, I didn't want to read it no more. Like, cause I was you know, working with my dad. So we said, Hey, let's just throw it on the truck and, uh, and listen to it on the road. So we listened to every single chapter. But, um, after that I unfollowed and stopped watching every celebrity. Like you can go look at who I follow right now. I don't follow any celebrities. I don't follow any, and, and it's not saying that they're bad people, nothing like that. I don't follow anybody else like that. Everybody I follow is in the trucking game or somewhat or some way, or maybe I know them from high school or something like that. Um, but I definitely that, that's one of my books that I read. Uh, we listen to what other podcasts that we listen to every single day. We used to uh, E.T. We listen yeah. to Eric Thomas. We listen to him a lot in the beginning. Um, and just really, I mean, that that's it. I haven't I haven't done nothing else like with anybody else who's inspirational, motivational. Those are the only things I've, I've done. It's Fifty Cent and the E.T. I listen to E.T. probably to this day still. Sometimes I listen to all his old stuff. Every single day. I got it on my Spotify. Every single day in the morning, I listen to it. Uh, my dad is real big on the gospel. He listens to gospel in the morning. That's his motivation. That's his way of staying motivated. And that's really it, man. I mean, 50 Cent was it. I read that one book, and I was like, I was sold. And I think yeah, that's I, I almost all you need. That's so funny, bro. That is, that's really all you need. We got a lot more in common than you think, man. That that dude right there has been like, ever since I heard Get Rich or Die Trying, I've been hooked on that my whole life, man. And but there's something about 50 that the, the and people don't understand 50 at all. I, I mean, so I guess his fans do, maybe. But if you really go like look into who he is as a person and, and like that, if you haven't read his new, he has a, actually several books. Um, but one of his books. He, so I don't know. There's a book called The 43 Laws of Power. I actually have it. Funny enough. Right here. I read this book. If you've never seen okay. this book and you love business, The 43 Laws of Power. 
It's by Robert Greene. He actually co-wrote a book with 50 Cent. They're real good friends called The 50th Law. So that's 43 Laws of Power. Uh, 50s is called The 50th Law. But if you know anything about 50, I mean, his diet, the way he approaches business, the way he did the vitamin water deal, um, the new book, Hustle. If you haven't heard that one, I mean, that book, I've read probably 20 books this year. And I don't like not read, but listen to audio. That's what I do when I was in the truck. And uh, the average CEO reads like, I don't know, 40 a year or something like that. Synopsis of them. So I got to read more books. I'm going to level up my business, my brand, my life. Right. So one of the first ones I picked is 50s because I just I get bored with stuff, right? Especially business. It's got to be interesting. And he makes it interesting right. with the feuds that he picks, with the, like, everything that he does is even strategic. Even the way he speaks. Yeah, even the way he speaks sometimes or the way he writes in the book. Like, Bro, that's why I picked him. When he told me, when when I started hearing things like he's got, uh like, uh the liquor companies, right? But he doesn't drink. Or, like, when, uh, uh you know, he, he doesn't smoke. You know, one of his favorite songs is, is uh, like, High All the Time, right? Or one of his big uh, singles on Get Rich or Die Trying, but he, he doesn't smoke, never has smoked. Even when around Snoop Dogg, he's like, I had a big party that uh, Tycoon Weekend in Atlanta. He said, I, I took a hit or whatever, but then I went backstage and blew it out because I didn't want to ruin the party. And then talk about eating, like the way he eats and works out and his business acumen, getting up every day at 5 a.m. Just like a lot of stuff that, that, that plays into business that a lot of other people do that would never think 50 does, you know? Right. And the way he approached the vitamin water deal, they offered him like and most people, if they don't know the story uh, in almost any situation, whether it be like Nike or any endorsement deal, they're willing to pay a celebrity for their time. So when he went there, um, his his entourage wasn't with him. He was by himself and just one person attorney or whatever. They thought it was really weird. They caught him off guard because of his image. Right. And he came real business, real serious. And they're like, OK, well, we're willing to offer you this. We'll give you like, you know. 150,000 a year or whatever million a year to endorse the product. He's like, Oh no, I don't want no money. I want like 50% of everything that we're going to sell. And I want to have ownership in the company. And then we're going to do something and exit it. You know, he already had a plan to sell it to Coca-Cola before it even like started. And that that's so right. funny, you know, but just, yeah, yeah, that, that book and that person has done a lot for me and my business and my life. And he's just one person of many. Another funny story. So I don't know if you follow me much at all. Or do you know who Grant Cardone is by any chance or 10X and that stuff online? White business guy, a billionaire dude out of Miami. If you don't, it's cool. But anyway, he holds these events every year, right? It's called 10X um, that everybody goes to like business events, coaching events to get you motivated and all hype. So I've went every year for like the last five, six years. They Vegas, Miami, wherever. His headquarters is in Miami. One year I didn't go. It wasn't last year. It was the year before. And uh, he always has private uh, guests come that he pays. And he doesn't announce who they're going to be, right? And it's, right. I mean, we've, I've seen Kevin Hart, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Usher. I mean, there's so many that come and not just do a little like song or whatever, but they sit down and talk business and, and personal development and like what got them there and mindset. It's really cool. You should look into it. But anyway, the one year I don't effing go and my best friend goes, and I, I mean, I, I'm talking about, I really do like, that would probably be, I don't fanboy or anybody, but if I saw 50 in public, I'd be like, yo, 50, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way, man. I'm the same way. Like you said, I don't give a shit about anybody see, else. Uh, I don't get excited, but for some reason, him. He took me to go see his movie when I was a kid, Get Rich or Die Trying. We didn't tell my mom. We didn't tell my mom because, you know, of course, a little kid shouldn't be going to watch that anyway. And I, right. when I, I wish I knew it. I wish I kept it then. But back then, I guess certain items were, you know, AMC movie theaters were a little different. And they gave you a um. I had the dog chain. I had the yeah. dog chain after the movie theater, and I I, did, I I don't know where it is now to this day. But I was hooked on that movie ever since. I think that was my first like gangster movie I've ever seen. And my daddy told my mom because he just he loved Fifty, and I was hooked on Fifty Cent ever since then. Because I was like, Dude, my that is so yeah, that is, that that's so funny. I was that goofy white boy in high school, rocking G Unit clothing and the hat and the whole nine, bro. I thought I was just tougher than Ten Men, but. Anyway, so the year that I didn't go, my best friend went because we go together and he went anyway. And I, I was having a rough year. I couldn't afford the ticket. They're about twenty five hundred bucks. They're actually more now. But it's like a three day event. Well, the one year I didn't go and my best friend from here knows that I love 50. Right. And they're in a room with about 50 people. It's a VIP event, small event. Right. And he's like, our next guest knows about business, knows about killing it, knows about whatever. Right. And uh, out comes 50, bro. And he FaceTimes me. He's like, you up not coming bro i'm sorry and i was so salty about that he, he he videoed me the whole time but he did uh like 35 40 minutes talking about business and life and coaching and and, and just leveling up and mindset and then right. he did 10 songs bro 
And I was like, man, you know what it costs to get 50 to come out? It's a million, a million dollars. He won't even do an event for less than a million dollars at nightclubs or nowhere. Right. That's so, badass, man. I missed it, man. I was so pissed. I got pictures of it. I screenshot it. And my buddy got pictures with 50. He was like, he was fist bumping him on the stage because there was only like 50 people. It was a business event, little tiny right. thing. And a lot of people didn't go to the after party. So it was like just a bunch of old white business dudes and 50 comes out. It's hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> funny story. So back on to mindset in this podcast, man, is, uh, man, how do you stay motivated doing this stuff? Because I know, I know everybody's, I'm, I've seen some stuff you went through with the, the haters and stuff. You had some fuse and stuff. I've had them too. And there's always somebody talking about somebody online. I, you know, I don't participate in that stuff. I'm always trying to build people up and, and, and help them do better in every aspect of their life. But uh, how do you stay motivated, especially? I, dude, I've had huge setbacks, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 problems on the road in trucking and, and with my fleet and business and stuff. And, and I know we were just talking about it, the struggles. But how do you stay motivated? Like right now, you just had a big L, and, and like we were talking about it before, and you're, you're still rolling, still pushing forward. But how do you, what, what, what really, you know, keeps you going, man? What keeps you motivated? Um, so to go back to what you said, I had a big L. Um, you know, you don't care about me talking about numbers, right? You don't care about mm. that, do you? Okay. We so, all, man, we love that. Um, so look, so that load, for instance, right? I was I was freaking out when it happened because one, I mean, I gotta give you story time to really give y'all how I stay motivated. But um, when it happened, I saw what was gonna happen. I had no service. I couldn't call my girlfriend, I couldn't call my dad, I couldn't call the police, I couldn't call anybody. Right. So I was out there trying to figure it out myself. In West Virginia, by the way, for those that don't know, this story happened in West Virginia in the mountains, right? And yeah, West Virginia uh, in the mountains. There ain't no service out there, man. If you ain't never seen wrong turn, does that road go that way? It's, if you say yeah, it's it, that's bad. It's that bad. <laughs> it's that bad. So um, what happened was there was an accident that happened up, up the mountain ahead of me. It was a whole other truck that flipped. He was actually coming uphill, and I guess he came around the bend too hard. He had a load of coal. And that coal fell and it went all down the hill until I think into a house. Um, so there was a record coming up the hill behind me. And he was like, well, I can't get to him because he's blocking the way. You know what I mean? So he got me and everything like that. Um, they got they walked me up the hill and then they walked me back down the hill. And then I'm thinking in my head, I can't call nobody. I don't know who to talk to. I'm panicking because I'm like, dude, this is going to be like twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. I mean, I'm imagining what it's going to be. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking it's going to be like $25,000. We get done. They walk me out the mountain. They take me out to the other side. I'm on 119 now. Pull over to the side of the road. We talk business. And he said, hey, man, I'm a family-owned business. Well, the first, because it's two, it's two different um, tow trucks. There's two different tow trucks. Um, so the first guy was like, hey, man, look, I'm a family-owned business. I see your small fleet. You know, and we talked back and forth. He was, I was like, yeah, man, it's just me and my dad. Whoop, whoop. And he said, hey, man, look, I'm not going to charge you what I want to charge you. I'm going to charge you $2,500. Right. I said, okay, fine, cool. So I paid him. And then the the second guy was a much of a bigger company. I'm scared of him because I'm like, he's going to hit me over the head. And at this, and to leave everybody to remember, you can't leave until you pay these guys. Right. They, they, won't, they will take your truck and impound your truck until you pay them. Ask me how I know that. <laughs> I can imagine. So Ask me how I, was, I know that. That's what I was so worried about. So the other guy comes up to me. He says, um, he said, I'm going to send all the information over to my boss, and then we're going to go from there. So I called his boss, man, and I said, hey, man, look, uh, I told him the same story. You know what I mean? And he was like, you know, I'm going to cut you a break, $5,500. So in my head, I was like, you still alive? I'm like, hey, man, you, it could have been thirteen. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. The number when I saw the video was like, that's going to be 13 bands. That's 13 to 15 yeah. right there. Because you're in a weird predicament, you know what I mean? Weird predicament, it, you're out of state, it's in the mountain, they, they, they you know, and it's probably a small town. I'm thinking all different type of things that can jump up these charges, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they were really cool guys, man. I'm not going to lie, really cool guys, and they took care of me. Um, I paid them, they went about their business, and I'm thinking, man, like, like I'm probably barely going to break even on this load. So... I talked to the uh, I talked to the broker when the broker gets in contact with me and he ends up giving me uh, which was already in the plan but I kind of forgot about it but it was already kind of in our quote because I sat down for so many days they paid me fifteen hundred dollars for every single day I sat down I think I was down for like eight to ten days or something like that so that took care of all of that 
and then gave him some on the on the, bot, on the on the back end. So I actually came out on that load pretty good. And then the next day, I get a call or email for another silo coming out of South Carolina, which was the day after the after the whole situation. And then the next day, which is not the next day, but the next couple of days, which is today, I get a phone call from my guy got a load coming out of Alabama, and it's another silo. So I got two more loads coming up, and I already had some schedule for for November, and two more loads coming up this 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 by the end of this month. So the way I stay motivated to go into it now is I always tell myself that right now you're gonna have a bad moment if you are currently in that bad moment or that bad experience. All you gotta do is pick your head up and remember that eventually you're gonna get to that good moment. You know what I mean? You just gotta push through. There's nothing you can do. You know, I mean, you can't change how you feel sometimes. If things happen, it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do. And I think I've learned how to master that because sometimes things that happen back at home, I'm on the road. I'm like, I can't do anything, you know? Like, I can go fly home. You know, now if something's really serious, serious, like my family's being threatened, then I'm going to do what I got to do to go home. But if it's something small as like, you know, um, like my my girlfriend's car got broken into or something, or I'm not gonna say that. That's kind of too out because we got a garage. But let's just say my homeboy's car got broken into or something. I can't do nothing about nothing. Uh, do nothing about that. I could probably give you some money so you can go fix it or whatever. But I can't do nothing. Um, so just me being, you just gotta you gotta look forward to tomorrow. I mean, you gotta be blessed and happy for what you have now, appreciate for what you have now, because sometimes it's just you get so caught up in that negative spirit. It's like it's 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 you gotta learn to be positive, man. You gotta learn to be positive. You gotta see the positive in everything. You got yeah, to. It's, it's good, tough man. to do, it, but you got to. It worked out for you. God is good all the time, man. Because like you said, you came out of that situation sweating bullets, and it was a learning uh, a deal for you. You know what I mean? And they really did do mm-hmm. good for you. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, in the wintertime on I-80, when you're 100 miles from anything, if you slide off the road, just leave the keys in the truck and walk home. Get a flight. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, they aren't that nice up there when they gotta drive 100 miles in the snow. They, they it's died. 30 bands, and I'm gonna ask me how I know. And I'm talking about it didn't make you want to cry, <laughs> call your mama, his mama, everybody <laughs> you know, and be like, This can't be real. But uh, I'm glad it worked out for you that way, man, because I, I, I hate to see stuff like that. And I've been there and I know what it's like. And I want to see y'all succeed, man. I want to see y'all kill it. I want to see y'all blow yeah. this thing up. Misconceptions, myths about trucking that you want to debunk or address right now. And I know you talk about them all the time because you're proving shedding light on Hotshot, the industry, the market. Uh, I watched your uh, your uh, uh, Asia Mai interview with uh, him talking about, hey man, you know the market ain't that good right now, but you guys are are doing it. You know you're making it work. You're surviving. You and your dad and and growing a business. And 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 honestly, if I know you look like you just had a setback right now, but like we just talked about it, it worked out. It seems like in a down market. Your y'all's particular business is doing well, you know, even right. though it's it, it, it's it's a down market or uh, not so hot or level, whatever market. But um, what are the myths that you would tell anybody right now? You know, what's going on with the industry that you want to debunk? Everybody wants to get in. It's a heavy haul, too. That's another thing I wanted to ask you. What do you think now that you did it now that you in it? Is it everything myth, you thought it was? It is not everything I thought it was. Um, it is, but it's not. Um, there's a lot of money to be made, a lot of money to be had, as people like to say, but there's a lot of money to spend as well. Um, I mean, it's a buttload of money to spend. Um, I think that a lot of people think that going to heavy haul, that's just, oh, it's just big numbers. You're going to get a lot of money. Heavy haul is doing just as bad as anybody else right now. That is facts. If you go on the low board right now, Heavy haul is just as bad as any other market right now. You may see Lowe's paying six, seven dollars a mile. And to you, if you don't know them better, you think if you don't know any better, you think that's good. But that's six or seven dollars a mile is equivalent to your dollar or two dollars a mile that you're taking on a flatbed. Because while you take out all the expenses, all the expenses come out. It's the same thing like you guys. So I know a lot of people think, hey, let me go run and go get a trailer like Benny or let me go do this. If you don't have the clientele already set up that's separate from the low board, you're not going to you're not going to be successful. Um, another one is, um, I guess right now that people say there's no money out there. There is money out there. It's not on the low boards. Um, a lot of these lows that I'm not even a lot, all the lows that I'm getting that you've seen me taking right now for the past three months are not on the low boards. Say I get that again. So everybody can hear it. Say it one more time. There's <laughs> money the, in the game. There's money in the game. It's just not on the low boards. All right. That's just facts. And I hate this. I hate the put the low boards down like that because the low boards is what got me to them. Now, don't get me wrong. You could work the low board, find that right broker, get in the door in that right place, 
and it'll it, it could change your life. That's what happened to me. You know, um, I found the right broker, and then I did such a good job for him that he passed me to one of his buddies, and he passed me to his buddy, and he passed me to his buddies. Now I'm in like a whole circle of like five, six different dudes. Pause. But like, you know, I'm in a whole circle or whatnot, and um, they're, they're just passing me loans. They're just passing me loans. Literally. I mean, I don't know if it's they like me. I don't know if um, I think I'm just doing a good job. Honestly, like I'm just I'm just genuine and humble with them and just really cool with them. I haven't had any issues. I haven't I haven't damaged anything yet. Um, I just think that they're just really dealing with me. But at the same time, I think that I've been paying attention that a lot of these guys don't want to put the loads on the load board no more because of the the, the crazy double brokering that's going on right now. Yeah, you know, it's if, crazy, if you if you pass if you put a load on the load board that costs forty thousand dollars to move, and a double broker takes it and then gives it to a a company that needs it really bad for let's say fifteen thousand dollars, and they take it because they don't know no better, and then that that double broker takes all that money away, and that let's say that that truck that took that load for fifteen thousand doesn't doesn't know the expenses, and hypothetically, like in my situation, they couldn't pay that bill for that tow bill, and now that tow company has your load on somebody else's trailer that you don't even freaking know. So a lot of these bigger companies are not putting stuff on the low board anymore because they don't want to deal with the double brokers. It's going straight to the carriers that they trust. Yeah. Yeah. That's that dude. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'm glad you said that because everybody wants to get into it and they see these big numbers, especially guys that have access to the low boards and they think that's where it comes from. And you're looking, you know, at six, eight, nine, $10 mile loads, but they have no idea what comes out of it, what goes in it. And, yep. and, and another thing I want to ask you, you know, the thing with heavy haul is, and this is what I tell everybody, they don't give you that money. Anything that you do that's specialized, anything that takes a different kind of service, different type of credentials that's that 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 makes a lot of money. I don't care what you in. Nobody gets a lot of money for nothing. And heavy haul should be every bit of the name that it says. And it's a whole different ballgame. It's strapping it down, chaining it down. I see you doing the escorts and the pilot cars and the bucket trucks all the stuff that we do and getting the permits and everything. So you earn every nickel of that money. Do you not? It ain't, every, every. it ain't hot shot, baby. So when I seen you jump into that, I was like, Oh, okay. All right. He go, he yeah. gonna bite all of this to see what's up. He's going to roll with the big it, dog. It, tonight. it, it takes, it takes a lot of courage to really say, hey, look, this is what I'm going to do because I, my first load, like I told uh, on, on, the, on the age of my show, I just tell people in general, my first load on the RGN was a baby forklift. It was one of the fortlets. I got one of them tall booms, and yeah. it can't go another any other trailer but an RGN. That was my first load. My second load, I said, hey, man, look, I'm not going to buy this trailer and not utilize this trailer for what I bought it for. My second load, I bought that, uh, not, not bought, but I got that, um, that uh, what's it called, the excavator with the, with the, with the reach arm, with the yeah. reach arm. That was my first big load, 65,000 pounds. I said, let's go. It, it took me four hours to chain that thing down because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know what I mean? Right. And somebody came up and told me, he literally said, he said, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to sound racist here or nothing like that, because it's not. I'm just telling you the truth. You are the only young black brother I've seen out here. Everybody I see out here is an old white dude. I've hey, that ain't no lie. You really that's, that's not that's a lie. Not, that, hey, I've been around RGR RGN for a minute, loading up with these places, and I I drive RGN for a long time, man. And uh, I don't drive anymore. I'm in the office, but that he's not lying about that. I mean, the eight the, the ATS trucks. The the some of the Landstar guys stuff like that yeah there there's some, there's some young brothers doing it there but on on an owner operator level there ain't a lot of them man there really ain't and 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 it's and honestly it ain't a lot of young guys at all it's a lot of old guys and they're getting out of yep. it because they're like I ain't hauling it for this bullshit you know yeah this yep. money so that's it is what it is you know you know what uh, uh I want to touch on these two t- subjects I got something funny to say I'll come back to it but uh how do you manage work life balance man we talked about everything else but what is what does Benny do on the off times, man? I know you got the, the girl or the wife, or whatever. And you know, I see you riding, doing you know some donuts in the cars and the four wheelers and stuff. But how do you manage? You, you it seems like you and your dad grinding, man, all the time, grinding twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how do you manage work life balance? When you love what you do, it doesn't really feel like I have to actually put time into managing it. It's just like when I go home, I go home and. Whatever it really is, whatever my girlfriend wants to do when I go home, she wants to go out to eat dinner. We go out to eat. I try to. Uh, my, I, my rule is when I come home, my first day home, I need twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. You don't. You don't tell me what to do. You right. don't tell me to clean. You don't tell me to do. I do whatever I want to do for the first twenty four hours. After the twenty four hours, then it goes back to like I'm always home. You know, which is like if I see something, I pick it up. Of course, you know I clean. But it's like 
you don't you don't nag me or make me do this or I have to go to a party or I have to go out to eat stuff like that. So when I come home, she gives me that twenty four hours, and then after that, if I'm home longer than that, we could do whatever. You know, um, family stuff, out to dinner. I love going to the movies. That's one of my favorite things. Going to the movies. Um, I like I got an ATV, so I can ride my ATV. Um, me and my boy, he likes going fishing. He go he got a range of his buddies that he takes me to. We go to the range. You know, I just do I just do everyday life, man. Everyday life when I go home. Really, Hell yeah. it is. I try not to stay home too much because if you stay home too long, you spend too much money. That's so, true, hey man. You ain't lying. Hey, I got I got kids, and that's the thing. I used to go out, stay out five weeks, but then come home and spend three, four, five, six bands going to Disney World and this and that exactly. with the kids. Because you're gone so long, you want to show that love and be like, hey, this is how I do it with the hard exactly. money I earn. Exactly. But yeah, you, swipe you, your car. Swipe your car. Swipe the car. Go out to dinner every night, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you're like, man, I work hard for my money. I like nice things. I work hard. I'm going to do it, you know? Right. Um, one of the last things, man, we'll hop off here. I know you got something to do is uh, what advice would you give someone considering getting into the trucking industry right now? I know you said there's still money in the industry. It's a fallacy that it ain't. Everybody's talking about going broke. But what somebody's coming in, they're asking Hotshot Benny, hey, man, what would you tell me? I'm about to go buy a truck. I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. You know, do you think I should do it or not? Um, I'm not going to tell you yes or no if you should do it. That's completely up to you. I'm going to say do the research and crunch the numbers. See what you can do. Um, if you feel like you can come out here and really do it, then so be it. Um, I would say do a trial run. If you got your CDL, and you want to go work for a company right quick, go work for a company right quick and go do a trial run. Because you come out here and drop, my trailer costs $140,000, right? Brand spanking new. Right now, I got it for $125,000. But brand spanking new is $140,000. If you add all the bells and whistles and all the, like, the slide-out outriggers and all the other stuff, the price keeps going up. So if, you're gonna, if, you're gonna, if you want to do what I do, you're going to spend $140,000 on your trailer. And then you're going to probably spend anywhere between... 60 to maybe 120, depending on the type of truck that you get, the nicest truck that you get. Um, all that money that you're spending, are you going to be able to go on the road and be on the road for a couple weeks at a time? I'm not, I'm not going to say months. I'm going to say realistically a couple weeks at a time. Um, is this something you really want to do? Do you want to be away from your family? Do you have kids? You know, are you willing to be away from your little eight-year-old if you got to go out there on the road and be away for two weeks? You know, do a trial run, work for a company, and see if this is really what you want to do. After that, You'll get your answer. I don't have to tell you yes or no. I can't. I'm not going to sit and tell nobody not to come out here because, like I just said, somebody may come out here and do really, really good. The next person may come out here and do really, really bad. It's what you make it. You know what I mean? It really is what you make. Because there's a lot of guys DM me right now. They got RGNs and they're not really doing that hot. And I wish I could help them out because it hurts me. It's like they're asking me, where am I getting to work? I'm like, I got it from Truck Stop. You know what I mean? I got it from Truck Stop. But it's really up to you, man. At the end of the day, man or girl, it's up to you on what you do. Just do a trial run, do some research, and figure out if this is really right for you because it ain't for everybody. It's not for everybody. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. I say that. I wrote it in my book, The Whole Nine, is don't go buy no equipment. Get in this work for somebody else for a little bit. Get your stripes on their dollar and see if you even like this shit because most people, the statistics is three years, they get out of it and they don't even like it. So being yeah. on the road ain't for everybody. I love it. I love being on the road. I love being in the oh, truck. Yeah. I'd rather be in the truck than in the office, but I got family and kids, little kids, man. I just can't. They don't yeah, work. So, but I love traveling, man. I've been to all 48, man, and and and, and Canada and this and that, man. I got to tweak the passport, all that. Done it all. I mean, I showed a lot of stuff when I last went out on some big shit, going all over Cali and Washington here and there on some big uh, excavators and big loads. But um, I couldn't have said it better myself, man. So. But that's pretty much everything I got, man. If you got anything to add, I'd love to see uh, a couple of things. One, I'd love to have uh, your dad on here. Let's do this again. Do another yeah, powwow, man. I want to do it again man. when I'm actually home, man. If I'm home, let's do it again when I'm home. For real, man. If you're talking fishing, shooting guns, robbing foolers, man, I got a place out here. You come out to the ranch, man. I got a couple center console boats. We'll go out on the boat. I live by the ocean, so we can go out fishing, man. We can shoot some guns out here, ride wheelers, all that good stuff, man. Same old stuff, man. Oh, yeah, but uh that. Yeah, we'll definitely have to link up and make it happen. But one of the things I was going to say, man, I thought would be funny as hell is I'd love to see you. It, I, it, and if you ain't going to do it, I'll send it to you, man. But if you ain't named your truck yet, you ought to put Get Rich or Die Trying on the back of it, man. <laughs> Get Rich or Die Trying? Now, my, yeah. truck name is no, my truck name is Nothing New. That's my truck. Oh, there you go. Nothing New. Yeah, that's new. my truck right. name. Nothing New. Yeah. So my, it's, it, the whole theme is going to be I want to keep it original. It's going to look really good because actually um, in the next couple of weeks, once I finish that next one, the next couple loads, I'm taking my truck down to Florida to get it done. So I might come check you out when I come down there. So yeah, I'm, hit my me whole, up, man. My whole Four interior Myers. is getting done. 
Yeah, holla at your boy. I know y'all was coming out here to see Wad and stuff. He actually hit me up. I feel bad because he drove literally right down my road, but I didn't have my notifications set up on Instagram. And he hit me up. He was like, yo, man, I'm in. Because I told him, I was like, yo, you come through Fort Myers, let me know. Because he lives on the East Coast. I live on the West uh -huh. Coast, two hours away. And he was over here dropping a load off. And he was like, yo, I'm in Fort Myers. But I didn't see the message till in the evening because I didn't have my notifications oh, set up. I was like, damn, bro. But I was yeah, like, we're going to link up again. Well, I got your number because I'm definitely going to tap in um because I think that's going to be an all day trip because yeah they're they're in Tampa I'm um I'm deciding if I'm going to take my dad's truck and bring my RGN and then drop my truck drop my truck off and then just try to find a load to come back up so that way I can make some money and feel good about it or yeah. I might just drive my truck down there and have my girlfriend follow me in my truck I don't know yet so but whatever um, y'all do yeah. man let me know I I drive up to Tampa that's an hour and like twenty minutes from my house so. I'll just I'll okay. roll out there, man. We'll get some dinner. We'll talk it up, chop it up. Maybe we can do dad on here and, and talk trucking again, man, and yeah, get into yeah. it. So this was good, man. Like we it. had to do one again. Yeah, man, that was dope. That was dope. Yeah, for sure, man. I, the people got to see the real Benny, got to answer some real questions, man. We didn't really get into the, the whole just, you know, setback in West Virginia. There's other videos about that. I just wanted to see the man, the myth, the legend, and see how he feels about trucking in this heavy haul game and the hot check game and and what he would tell some people about motivated. You're a very inspirational person, man. I love watching the content. You and your dad. I want to see y'all do well. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. You're doing big things. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Appreciate it. We're going to catch you on the next one. Tell them where they can find you, even though it's at the end. I might put it at the front. Um, Hot Shot Benny. That's H-O-T-S-H-O-T-B-E-N-N-I-I. -N -N -I. That's every single platform. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Whatever you have, it's up there. Um, two ends, two eyes. All right, what's the name of the company if anybody's looking for you to hire you to get some work done, man? Get something shipped. 181 Transport. Our site will be up. It's uh, 181logistics.net. So 181logistics.net and our actual trucking company is 181 Transport. All right, awesome. So hire them, man. If y'all need something move, y'all need something happening, holler at them or you want to work on with a lease on with them, hire whatever, hit them up, man. So, hey, one last question. You think dad's going to get into heavy haul? You think he's going to get the big RGN? The hint, no, yes. Um, I when I take my truck and I drop it off to get it done to get it custom, um, he's gonna come. I'm gonna come with him in his truck and we're gonna run, we're gonna run the RGN together so I can get some good footage. And um, he said he wants to learn how to do it. I don't, I don't know, man. He's scared of stuff like that, man. He's hey, scared, it, so. hey, that's what I'm saying. It ain't for everybody, but when I seen you do it, and I know how old are you again? 26. 26. So we got a, we got a little bit of a gap. We almost 10 years apart, and I didn't step into that shit until man, I was probably like. 30 31 before i got in the in the heavy haul game and, and i'm not afraid of anything I, I, but i've run equipment and all that kind of stuff you know what i mean so to see you at 26 just man you know throw your hat in the ring because you think you box you boxing now man and you do you hold your <laughs> yeah. own you're doing good i love I'm trying it trying to i'm trying to man i'm trying hey to. young and getting it man all right man wait thank you for coming on the podcast i appreciate it so much and i'm gonna post this stuff up on uh, to be on youtube spotify apple you know, everywhere we'll probably do some small snippets on TikTok here and there. I can also send it to you if you want something. And uh, yeah. let me know, man. Let's do it again. And let me know if you need anything. All right. All right, man. Thanks, bro.